0: Training now. Good morning, this is Ben Rogers. I continue visiting with local government leaders across the area. Today I welcome City of Cougar Mayor Ricky Shelton to share with us all the exciting things going on in Cougarville and we will discuss the recent passing of their fiscal year 1920 budget. Good morning Mayor. Good morning, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I was excited about this one. Um, It's always nice to sit down and talk with you. We've worked together, you being the City Mayor since 2014 and me being a Commissioner since 2014. And we've had that as opportunity the last five years, uh, serving on the nine one one board together. That's right,
1: and one of the many boards that we serve <laughs> on. Exactly. So
0: I was excited about this, and um, you know, a lot of people when they listen to the show, they they want to be educated about city and county government. And that's the what we do on this show. But I also like to. <clears throat> learn and ask you why did you decide to serve? Why did you decide to serve as mayor of the city of Cookville?
1: Literally it's just a, a passion for this community. Um you know, born and raised here, uh, lived here my entire life, had a had a small business here. My father was very involved. He was the, you know, police chief and uh fire chief, city manager, served several different roles. Was always around the government and wanted wanted to to do the same thing. Wanted to be involved and uh ran for council in 2002 and was elected and uh, served then and ran again, uh, so served two, uh, two four-year terms then, rolled off. We have term limits, so rolled off and then ran again in 2014. I didn't even know if I'd get elected or not when it, when I ran again. and. Um, blessed uh you know we have a unique election system in in cookville in that you don't run for specifically for mayor you run for council and then uh, who, uh however many want to there's five open seats and then whoever uh, gets the most votes um is elected mayor by the rest of the council and and so I was elected mayor and uh by the count uh, by the vote and by the council i got the most votes and then ran again in 14 and was blessed to uh to have received the largest number of votes ever in a city council election and the largest margin of victory so uh uh, I appreciate the the people uh, uh, believing in in my leadership. Sure,
0: sure. And you being mayor also makes you the chair of the council. Correct. So you're running the meetings. So I conduct the meetings, and I'm chair of the county commission here. Right. So another similarity, and another similarity we have is your father was in government and city government, and my uncle uh was in county government for 27 years as a commissioner and so knew your I think uncle well and
1: he he was uh he was an awesome resource not only to putnam county which i think we claimed him more but i know he served a lot of different counties right. but i'm telling you he was uh he was phenomenal
0: he was and and so i think it's in our blood what you I, say absolutely to serve and it's a passion of ours and we enjoy doing it and it's we get the opportunity to work with people like my uncle and the people on, the, on your council you've served with and now now your four terms as, as a member of that council and two as mayor uh, the city and the county have seen so much progress since 2014 right and a lot of that credit goes to you goes to county mayor Randy Porter goes to the city council the county commission and also it wouldn't be possible without our economic development team at the city and the chamber how do we how, how do we how are we so successful?
1: in one word it's teamwork teamwork uh absolute teamwork uh you know those of us in leadership roles you cannot do it all on your own and i think what one thing that makes us successful is none of us really care who gets the credit we all have a have a common vision i mean we didn't have to sit down and write the vision it's just in our dna you know we want we want this to be better so uh, you know, us, Randy and I work so closely together, we're good friends. We, were, we vowed when we were both elected that we would um, work really hard together and, and, and great together and we have. And then you combine the chamber and tech and the hospital and then our state partners like you said and and all that combined together everybody working toward a singular uh, focus which is moving our city county region forward um i think the fruits of that is you know 4000 new jobs and um all the you know people moving here a lot and the tourism that we have and just all those things it's exciting can we maintain this pace you know that's an interesting question uh first of all i'd say i'm I'm not sure i, I know not everybody would want to maintain this pace right. uh, it, it's nice to have a little bit of a lull because you do need to catch up on things i mean you know the the infrastructure and and that's one of the things we addressed in our in our uh, budget this time is trying to you know we're behind on roads not not just in city but county you know that and and there's got a lot of needs there uh and a lot of that is from all the growth and and from you know the new areas that we've opened up Tennessee Avenue and all that area right. and and the the infrastructure and sewer and water that's going to be required down there and things like that but it's exciting it's a great problem to have it's much better than the alternative problem which is no growth, and you know, like some counties having to raise their taxes 70, 60, 70, yeah. 80 cents, yep. uh, which is really difficult, right. uh on, on the citizens, right? And I, of course,
0: work with those counties. Um, and this week, we two of my counties raised taxes, Pickett County raised them 74 cents, wow, Monday night, and then uh, uh, Warren County raised taxes 28 cents Monday night. So, the trend right now in local governments is more rev trying to find that additional revenue, and cities and counties are limited to what revenue they can access. And we've discussed that before. This is trending. I've been Rogers visiting with City of Cookville Mayor Ricky Shelton, discussing the City of Cookville and Putnam County as well. The budget process is uh, it's a tedious effort, but the decision on raising taxes is what really, I guess, <laughs> it's about responsibility of both the council and the commission, and it it's it's a big task for them to decide. And this year, y'all f- made action and and went to the. Two readings, I believe. Can you explain that process for us? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we have, uh, we have budget work sessions, budget hearings, where we, all the departments, you know, we have a city manager form of government, first of all. So the city manager works with those department heads. They present their budget to him. He works with them to, to kind of narrow it down based on what the council and mayor and council have given him as a vision of what they want that to look like, uh, you know, raising taxes, keeping or not raising taxes, which prefer, that's the preference. We, we haven't raised them in, in the five years I've been on there this time. I raised them once in the other. And, I'll back up one one second. So, we're blessed here with our with our economic growth that we have. Sure. The sales tax revenue which is about 55% of our revenue is is vital and key and so we're able to to fund a lot of our growth with the growth of our retail and the growth so when so not raising taxes you don't i mean i start out from the point i don't want to raise taxes and then can we fund our government and can we fund the necessary increases that we need to have for vehicles and you know uh Personnel increases or per- new, new positions if needed, within those departments and uh, capital expenditures and all those things. can you fund that within your current budget and, and still and still continue to grow? And so we've been able to do that this time, Specifically, you know, we knew that we had a lot of we uh, through our transportation study, and that was we had the city had one done, but then also uh, with Mayor Porter uh, had a committee, and we looked, you know, took all the city mayors and and all of our partners together, and we looked at all the transportation needs within the the county. Mm-hmm. Now, specifically for the city, we identified about sixty five projects in the city. Wow. Uh, th- that That needed to be done, and you know it was going to be uh, upwards of seventy million dollars if if we did all those, and so we we felt there was a need to try to attack part of that and try to try to start making a, an effort toward that and so there was a a proposal it was going to be a, a a ten cent property tax increase uh, for strictly for roads, so it 's not going to go in the general fund and at the meeting it kind of um, uh, Councilman Walker wanted it to go to 15 uh to to do more projects and I just felt that I felt that was a little bit much at the time not that we didn't need it for those projects I mean you could do as much as as you could stand right. to fund the projects but we had already had a, a we had to re- increase our um water rates and you know uh, electric rates we don't know TVA will announce that in the fall and I was just concerned it might be too much at once and so um, uh, I actually voted against the 15 cents. I was prepared to vote for the 10. Right. Um, the 15 passed, and and I respect their – I understand where they're coming sure. from. And it wasn't – there was no ill will toward sure. that, I just a difference of opinion. Right. Uh, I would have preferred to phase it in over a couple of years. Right. But um, anyway, so but, – but, but the unique thing about that, and a little different than what you all did, is ours isn't for the general fund. Right. All of our budget was funded, including about $2.5 million of capital – Items within our budget, but then we set up this fund, and it's only for transportation needs. So it'll only go to road construction, road improvement, or sidewalks only in right. the city. So, um, you know, the the thing that we have to do now is make sure that now we get these prioritized, get something started, and where people can actually see what it's going to. Sure. So, as a commissioner,
0: I get all of my phone calls I receive from citizens. Our own roads, (laughs) you know, my road is washed out. Uh, My road needs to be mowed. Our shoulders need to be widened. We need to have a ditch, a ditching crew come in and dig a ditch so the water isn't flowing over the road and wash it out. Majority of my call outside of budget season. Now, budget season, I get calls on tax increases and funding and all that. Majority of your phone calls. What kind of what kind of phone calls are you getting as mayor of Kubel? Well, uh,
1: I get uh, some phone calls, but most of my stuff is is social media or email direct messages because we have such a large presence on on um, social right. with uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and things, and so people are readily able to access. It typically is something to do with their property, uh, something to do with a ro- a road situation. Um, You know, we 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 developed a um, or purchased a a, a, an item an app that you can now do, and it's actually through the city website. And you can you can report problems directly to the city. So we're trying to transition people over that because I typically am the am the front uh, porch of of all things being reported. (laughs) And so we're we're trying to get people transition to that. So I'll always send that to them and then try to answer if I have time. It's just a it's a daunting task to, to answer all the messages. It
0: sure is. But that's what we are elected to do that's as right. far as reaching out. And, and uh, you're circumventing the process by adding social media and having an app. And I think that's great. And that just shows progress with what's going on in the city of Cougarville. We're discussing the industrial and retail growth in the city of Cougarville. We're discussing budgets and the positive impact of that growth and what the budget's gonna impact on the city of Cookville, This is trending. I'm Ben Rogers visiting with Mary Ricky Shelton. Trending now, I'm visiting with Mary Ricky Shelton, of the city of Cookville. We've been discussing the growth uh and the budget process that the city of has went through. Mary, we've talked about some of the um good things that's happened all the economic development we've seen in the city and the county. Is there anything coming up you can discuss in the next uh, few months to a year, year or two?
1: Well, you know, uh, you mentioned about the retail growth. That's what was so key. Uh, and I was, I know a lot of us pushed for that because that really, because of all the of revenue we get from sales tax growth, but then that sets us up for future retail. Because if we get these new stores like Publix and Academy and new to market retail that we've never had before, it stops that leakage of, of money going to Mount Juliet or Knoxville or, or Nashville. It keeps those ta- taxes dollars here for schools and and other uses. And then it's it when they're proven successful, we may be able to get a, even a, a higher level of retail in the future. So and that's what people want. I mean, everybody wants a Target not happening anytime soon they've told us it doesn't really match and i just thought i'd throw that out there that was not any, on my list anytime i, I post something it's like when we can target exactly I home Depot's that. the other one and you know home depot is great and th- our Lowe's is one of the t- is one of the highest uh, volume low stores in the country right. uh why they're not here i have no idea why home depot hadn't but you know hey um all retail is welcome here um and so I know the, you know, the Kmart Center has been empty after um, after they went out. Um, supposedly, we've been told that that's been sold. Um, you may have seen Retail Strategies sure. is, a, is a, a, a retail recruiter that we employ. They've been with us about five years, so we pay them a fee. They represent us at trade shows, uh, the, both the international, the national trade show that's out in Las Vegas, and then all the regional trade shows, marketing our community, marketing uh, uh, openings and what, what needs. They, they do a lot of extensive data search on our community, uh, provide the data to us, even down to where um, cell phone, cell phone pins tower pings of where the people that are coming from that are shopping here so that's interesting data Uh, we make that available to retailers when they're looking here but but what that does for us is they help market our community to to needs that we have um uh, market segments that are missing in our community uh, whether it's clothing or or types of food and so they're continuing to do that Uh, so the Kmart building supposedly is under contract the Ruby Tuesday that that decided to move and and both those closed not because of our community they closed because of national conditions uh, that happened uh, much like um, Krispy Kreme did you know it wasn't it wasn't indicative of what was happening here if you look at what's happening here we're continuing, you know, everybody comes right. here to eat and shop now. Absolutely. And so um, we, are, we are, we're we're that um, important part of the Upper Cumberland. Sure. And the retail process has been so
0: important, especially last year. We had the, the shops at Eagle Point that opened up and Academy Sports, right. Ross, all those stores, Ulta. And that has brought some revenue, more revenue to the city and county. Mm-hmm. You have a big part of that. You're an active mayor and you're, you're very active as far as the recruiting process goes, even industry and retail. And they pull you in and you have to be active, but you're considered a part-time mayor by the way the structure of the city is because you, like you said, it's city manager operated. Right. But it's more like a full-time job.
1: It it is. And and I think as we've grown, it's even become more so. And, and, you know, that's – my dad taught me if it's a job's worth doing, it's worth doing right. So I have a full-time job. I'm in pharmaceutical sales, uh, diabetes, uh, AstraZeneca pharmaceuticals have been for 13 years. And so I travel middle and East Tennessee. So I drive about a thousand miles a week. And you know, then I, I, I treat the mayor's job like it's a full-time job and it's my passion. I, I'll say that. And, um, I, I love the interaction. I love seeing our community grow and, and prosper. And, and I serve on nine boards and I, I pretty much actively serve on those nine boards again with you on 911, upper Cumberland, uh, uh, Workforce Development Board, uh, Upper Cumberland Regional Airport Board, uh, the Cumberland Regional Medical Center Board, which the city owns—that's one of only uh, four hospitals in the state that's owned by the community, owned by the city. So that makes us unique. Uh, of course, the nine-one-one board, as we said, uh, UCDD, uh, UCHRA—I mean, it goes on and on—all right. all the acronyms—and you know, it's a, it is a daunting task uh, um, to try to give your time to those things. And try to give your time to your job, and try to do the things the city need, and then my family, and and so uh, you know sometimes things take back seats, and and that's unfortunate, and and so you try to balance all those time, all the time. I know you have the same issue. You got to try to figure out how to balance time with your family, and time with uh, your your job, and time with this, and so you know it's it's a juggling act, and sometimes you're juggling more over here, and sometimes over here, and but we do it. I know you do it too. For this, you do it because you love your community because right. we love our community and because we want to see it prosper and be better and it's certainly not for the money it's not for the nope. a lot of aggravation that that happens in it unfortunately and I, I, I see it now too in a in a very divisive time i mean you see it nationally a lot but but people because of social media and because mayor porter and i are very active on social media of, of sharing our story um, people will type things on that that they would never say to you in person. Right. And it's, um, it, it becomes, um, you know, somewhat uh, disappointing a lot of times right. what you see, and I, I can't respond to all the people. I wish, I wish we had a, a had a staff that I could, you know, I'd like to answer people or or explain things. Oftentimes, people say things they don't understand because they don't understand it, or sometimes they're just being mean, and right. that's and that's the sad part of it. Um, but I mean, that's you know, again, like you said, we we throw ourselves out there in public office. I mean, but. I don't think anybody has ever taken it to the levels that Mayor Porter and I have of trying to communicate and be open and say, here's what we're doing. And, um, you know, it's an interesting time.
0: I agree. This
1: is trending. And what's trending today
0: is city and county government in Putnam County. I'm visiting with Mary Ricky Shelton. We, and speaking of the city and county government, there are differences. Uh, as, as I said, you're technically a part-time mayor, but you're doing a full-time job. Uh, Randy Porter is a full-time county mayor. That's part of the structure of county government. Those officials are full-time positions. In city government, you have your position as part-time, but the city manager is a full-time, and those and the city clerk. and Those are full-time positions. There's so many differences in structure of city and county government. Uh, our county commission and your council do some similarities as far as recommending policies mm-hmm. and, and regulations of what the, what the county or city can do. County government really has to fall within the state constitution and the Tennessee code annotated the TCA of what we can do. If it's not in the TCA, we can't do it.
1: Does the city structure, is the city structure the same way? We have a city charter. So uh, all of ours is based on what that city charter said that was established. And, uh, you know, we can modify that city charter by by uh, either by referendum, it can be modified, or by four votes of the council that then sends that to the state legislature and the and and asks them to do it. So, a couple of different ways it could be modified.
0: How often do y'all modify the charter? Just depending on what's very, going on.
1: Yeah, very seldom. I mean, uh, over since in my uh, twelve years, thirteen year, years of being on it, I think we've only done it two or three times, and that was to clean up. You know, it was a document created. 55, 60 years ago, or whatever. So a lot of times you got to clean up how processes are now versus then, and things like that. But um, we ha- we don't do it very often. I I personally don't. You know, you have to be really careful about that. Uh, I think um, because there was, it was there for a reason, kind of like the Constitution. But there are instances when you need to clarify and or modify um, to fit. Uh, more, what's happening today? Um, you know, people have talked about the, the 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 mayor thing. You know, should it be a full time job? Should it be an elected, directly elected position? I I believe it should. Right. I, I believe you should get to pick. Who the leader of your community, who the face of your community is, it shouldn't be by happenstance of how people. Because that the, the the election process that we have ends up making people. If you can vote for up to five in our election, where people sometimes vote for one or two, single shot, it's called, or you know, because they want that person to be mayor, and that's obviously what people did last time. So that in and of itself directly affects the others who are elected, because you don't vote for all those. And so that's been talked about by people who maybe want to bring it to a referendum or or whatever and and that that's a, certainly a possibility but I, I think um you know as our as our community changes things like that change sure. you know mayor porter he kind of serves both roles as as the since he's elected mayor but he he does a lot of administrative things that the city manager does right. but then he doesn't get to vote right which is interesting right. um i've told him you know he it'd be nice to have a, a number of of commissioners, then he could be the tie-breaking vote, right. which would make sense because he he's he's the front guy.
0: Right. And and he could be if if we elected him as chair. And certain counties do that. They elect their mayor as chair. And I've seen county mayors break those ties. Now, yeah. I will tell you, they don't like to break a tie. Well, no. Uh, they don't want to be the sole blame of, <laughs> of uh, something happening. Maybe it's a tax increase. But one of the interesting uh, differences between the county commission and city council as well is you could have 30 people running for city council. They all 30 could re- live on the same road. Right. Or, or, you know, not, it's not
1: broken out in districts. It's not, right.
0: And so the top five could live on the same road in the city and be on the council. And, and oftentimes
1: so, they have. Yeah. It, exactly. or, or in the same in the neighborhood. Same, yeah. right, same yeah. neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So
0: that's a big difference, too, because county commissions are broken right. out in districts based on population mm-hmm. and reinforcement. So that's another difference. Um, with City of Kuval, Mayor Ricky Shelton, we'd continue to discuss the governor structure of the city and we're throwing in there some structures of the county in Putnam County. This is Trending. I'm Ben Rogers. As in most cities, the demand for services are increasing. I am joined today by Ricky Shelton, City of Kubel Mayor, to discuss the adoption of their fiscal year nineteen twenty budget. This is Trending. I'm Ben Rogers. Mayor, we talked about the budget process, and you approved the 15 cents. The council did approve the 15-cent uh, property tax increase. When is the last time the City of Kubel, uh raised property taxes?
1: I believe it was increased uh, in 2012, possibly. I was not on the council then. And then the last time, I think, before that – was uh 2006 or seven, and we did a nickel. Uh, I was on the council then, and but what we did, we again earmarked it um, four cents into economic development fund and and one penny into the quality of life fund. So um, again, because of our growth, we've been able to fund that, and we and we've had very we very conservative budgets. We're not having to deal with schools and jails, and I know that's a tough thing that y'all do have to deal with as a county, and and that doesn't make it easy because there are unfortunately the uh the the jail population's exploding uh and and then the school is a direct result of all the people coming here too so I mean that's two things that that take a lot of money, so we're not responsible for those but there's a lot of interactions between the c you know you all do all the solid waste. But the city also pays right. some monies, right. and I, I, it'd be interesting. I don't know that we ever want to dig that up, but it, to, to, if you just pull everything back right. of what we contribute for you to do something and you to, it,
0: exactly,
1: it, it'd be interesting to see what that is. It would
0: be. You mentioned the Quality of Life Fund. What services are provided out of that fund?
1: Um, you know, things for our, we can do, for uh, particularly for the park. Okay. It helps fund capital uh, things for the park. Okay. Um you know, that kind of thing, economic development, same kind of thing. If, if there's anything needed to, uh, to help with a company coming here or something like that. So it's, it's kind of earmarked directly into that and it can only be used for those type of items, much like, you know, the hotel motel tax, uh, the county had passed that. Uh, several years ago, right. uh, seven cents. We, uh, the city, we just uh, asked the state, and and they granted approval for us to to have, take that, have that final three cents added, and and in our wording is it can only be used for tourism. Right. So ours can't go into the general fund to fund anything. So what what I believe, and and I'm not I'm not a tax raiser, and I don't want to raise taxes, sure. but I believe if you earmark things for improvement in those areas, whether it's uh, the hotel motel tax to help with tourism uh, or whether it's the the, the the new property tax increase strictly for roads. I think people can understand that a little better. They, they I think there's more frustration when they see money coming in and going into a general fund. Well, what about are you wasting over here or there? And I, you've probably experienced that oh, yeah. since you're budget sure, chairman. Man. Not saying that there is waste. I'm just right. saying, but it's an easy place for for people to think that's where it is. So I think if you can, anytime you can earmark and say it's going there, mm-hmm. and people can understand that, then they have. A, they may not like it, but at least they have an understanding. And most of the time, I've found if people understand something, they can. They're a little bit um, more willing to accept it. Sure. This is trending,
0: discussing the adoption of the fiscal year 1920 budgets with Ricky Shelton, the mayor of City of Kugel. I'm Ben Rogers. The uh, appropriation of that money, being transparent of those funds, earmarking mm-hmm. money to those funds. And you said quality of life fund for the city of Cuba. We have capital projects fund or, mm-hmm. you know, some of our parks and rec, we have a fund for that. And some of that uh, improvement may come from there as sure. well. It's important to be transparent and to separate those funds because you don't want to commingle right. something used for tourism with paying, giving salaries exactly. for employees and salaries increases are good, but you don't want to commingle those funds. we, <clears throat> Went through. We're going through our budget now. Yours has been passed, and I know you're thankful for that. We also are seeing um, requests for services uh, increase. What are you hearing other than the roads from citizens? They would like to see in the city. Are you hearing anything specific other than road improvement or?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, there's a balance between the roads and then you know quality of life. Now that I know that's a big term that a lot of things go under, but literally, um, you know, it's it's what makes you. happy or what makes you feel good about your community and whether it's parks. Our, our new skate park that we just opened it was about a we applied for a grant we, we apply for a lot of grants and right. we receive those grants grants are great typically they're matching they so are. Uh, and, and they come with, with strings that sometimes causes your project to take longer and cost more sure. uh, i.e. road and sidewalk projects mm-hmm. specifically but um, the, the, the the skate park is going to draw people I mean, it's a, a world class facility it's going to draw people from all over the country here uh, plus our community can, will be able to use it and it's free and uh, it's free Uh, again it's uh, there's really nothing free but there is free because that's part of that quality of life thing i mean parks don't make money uh skate parks don't make money Uh, dogwood park cane creek park but it's it's part of what makes it nice and and fun to live here and so you have to have those things you know we added a, a, a bmx bike track to cane creek park um we you know the recreation center at cane creek we've uh the rail trail the you know that was a partnership city county all all good and all 4.23 miles from the depot all the way into all good one of the 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 biggest amenity that now that's being asked for is a water park facility Mm -hmm. You know, Parkview Pool closed. That's where the skate park is. And we have the community center pool. But uh, a, a, a really actual water park facility, you know, McMimble has one. The Gilly Pool is very popular. Wow. Hundreds of people a week from from Cookville-Putnam County go down there. And so we, we've we done some initial uh, study on that. And of course, with the new council, we've kind of bring got to bring them. Uh, uh, Councilman Walmack and I uh, were in favor of it before and we're in favor of it again. We had to get our police headquarters uh done and so we'll be um uh doing one of those bids um there'll be that construction's finally moving forward the architects finishing the drawing we'll start uh, bidding of that project probably about a 15 million dollar uh building they've been in the basement of a building for for 50 years so we need to get them in that and we had to do that get the skate park finished then we could look at what's the bonding capacity to potentially do a a water park facility and you know is it something uh, we had initially identified land next to cane creek park next to the recreation center there possibly or you know i know you all are looking at a a potential new fairground site and an expo center which i think is is great and vitally needed you know is that something we could partner together on in the future and put the water facility there yeah that'd be a good uh, idea. so i think there's all kinds of opportunities again it's all about partnership and that's what we i think if we continue to partnership and not make it about well that's a city thing that's a county thing and figure out how we can work together we're going to con- continue to see blessings from that
0: yeah and as a county commissioner i can speak for myself i, I don't care who gets the recognition i just want our community to, to be progressive and, and absolutely have provide a great quality of life uh, we you mentioned cities didn't have to worry about jails right. or schools and that's State law, that's what it says. You don't have to worry about that. There are a few city jails in the state. There are several city school systems. Yeah. But the TCA, Tennessee Code Annotated, says the county is responsible for incarcerating inmates and holding those inmates. And the county is responsible for providing education. if Cities choose not to have that system. But the things you the cities are doing that counties are not is, the, the skate, like you said, the skate park, maybe a water park, all those things that provide a quality of life uh, so close to the, to the city, inside the city, I mean, that people can utilize Dogwood Park has. I mean, I will leave a committee meeting uh, or a meeting at night at nine o'clock in the summer, yeah. and people are at Dogwood Park enjoying it, sitting there, looking at the trees, enjoying the nature, enjoying the fountain. It, it's you know, the city's done so well with developing that.
1: Well, what's you know what's interesting about that and and how people think that we we bought that on, when I was on the council the first term and. um And I can remember how much people just thought that was ridiculous. Looking back, and, you know, I kind of wanted to buy more of the property around it. There was a couple of opportunities we didn't. Um, One thing I absolutely wanted, 100%, uh, was that water feature. Sure. Uh, Some some on the council wanted it, some didn't. Uh, We formed a committee to help us design Dogwood Park and – that water feature, you know, has has kind of served as the quasi little water park, fo- and uh-huh. and I'm I'm proud it's there. And you, like you said, it, it's used by literally thousands of people, and uh, it's become the focal point, to kind of tie the courthouse, and the and the depot area into that. And it just it's a it's a it's a great feeling area. When now we use it, you know for Christmas and and all kinds of fun stuff.
0: Yeah, and I work in the uh, downtown area, the west side, and the west side has has grown as well, and the city's been instrumental in that uh, a lot of funding grants as you said and that's the thing about grants you mentioned there are matching grants and it, it depends on what grants you're going for very rarely do you a 100% grant uh, that somebody may offer you have to use a 10% 20% some of them are half matching mm-hmm. and you know and another thing about transparency when you get those grants you need to put them in the right fund uh, and whether it's a quality of life fund right. for the city or capital products fund for us and the reason I say that is I had a county a few years ago that uh, was needing an ambulance service building, and they received a 100% grant on this building. Wow. And, which is very rare. And instead of the administration using the money for what it was supposed to be used for, they used it to do operating expenditures and give raises to employees or pay for some debt that, that was not in that, like you said, the strings tied to that grant and the and the guidelines. And guess what they had to do? They had right. to pay it back. And they lost that funding right. and got a big audit finding. Sure. And that... That's not what county or city government's about. It's about being transparent, communicating to the public the needs that you have. And I think the city and county do a good job in that in that part of the um, – communication part
1: absolutely and, w- and one thing that'll tie both these things together about grants and and r- roads that we've been talking about a lot you know we've received three different four different grants f- through t-dot for roads I'm, I'm thankful for t-dot you know a lot of people don't realize uh there's four state highways that run through the middle of COVID, washington jefferson spring and willow uh, Washington's in terrible shape. Listen, we all get that. They were supposed to be paved in June. The contract, something didn't happen. The city was being proactive of of, of replacing all the water lines. So there's nothing worse than a newly paved road than having to be dug up because there's a water leak. So we were being proactive. It was supposed to be paved in June. Now the contract's been changed. It's going to be late fall. And, you know, I'm tired of driving on it, too. It's embarrassing. But these the, – I, I, I say all that to say that the TDOC grant we got TDOC grant to to do um, sidewalks on Jefferson and Interstate Drive and and we've got you know a TDOC project from widening Jefferson from I forty out to one eleven and and T, uh, the money's been earmarked for uh, widening Willow from Broad to to Tennessee Tech so all those things. A lot of things are in the works. Right. We are working on them. It just right. takes years. Right.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a process. Trending today, the challenge in meeting those demands for services in the city of Cleveland We continue to discuss what's to come for the city with Mary Ricky Shelton. I'm Ben Rogers. There are so many good things that have happened in the city of Cleveland since Mary Ricky Shelton has taken office. He is visiting with me today. I'm Ben Rogers, and this is Trending. Mary, we just finished July 4th. Red, white, and boom uh, yes. was a success once again. How many years has that been going on?
1: Fifth year. Um, started uh, during an election. Uh, my wife and I were sitting on our deck, and we didn't have fireworks in Cookville. It had been in years past, and uh, you know, uh, different places had had provided that. And so I said, you know, we should have that. Let's, I said, let's let's talk about that. And. It, it became a, a campaign thing by happenstance because I would mentioned it, or we were at a debate and everybody was like cheering for it. So I'm like, okay, well, this, you know, people really want this again. It's a quality of life thing. So we were able to uh, establish that that first year. Uh, again, it's because of partnerships and you know, a partnership with the, with Randy and the county uh, using the fairgrounds and a partnership with you know with the city downtown. With a, you know, we we brought the slide. It was a national organization slide. The city and they came in, and they said, we've never been to a city that's that small. And I said, well, I think it'll work. And they came and it was successful. It was kind of expensive that first year. And after we were after um, they left, I said, hey, if he, he was a franchise. Said, if you ever want to decide if you want to sell that, let me know. Well, he called me about a month later. He said, were you serious? I said, well, yeah. And he, he said, well, I think I want to get out of this business. I'm going to do something else. And the slide had only been used three times that one. So the city ended up buying it through a quality life fund and um and so we we you know, established that this the second year and again it's all because of partnerships um this year we had 29 29- business partners that participated with us you know Ford Lincoln of Cookville was our major presenting sponsor Stonecom Radio 1069 and and ninety 959 they they are a media partner have been from the beginning they, they 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 wanted to be part of this vision Larry Stone and and his group and so appreciate that and pretty much all my partners that have started they, they renew every year because they it is such a you know Air police estimated 50 to 60,000 people in our community that night for the fireworks we literally had the the second largest buy permit in Tennessee. Uh, that's about the third year in a row we've had that. We're going to continue that. Um, it, I say it's the second best, second largest, first best. Right. Because it truly is. Nashville is the largest. Uh, the same people, Pyro Shows, which is world renowned, they shoot Nashville. The father does that show and his crew of eighteen, and the son does ours and his the crew of six that that shoots ours. We have one launch site. They had fifteen different uh, flatbed trailers. So if you consolidate the amount of explosives that we use, and ours is truly the best. And I had people sending me messages. We had people from all over Middle Tennessee, Kentucky... That were sending me messages talking about it. They said, I've been to Disney, been everywhere. We've never seen anything any better than that. And, you know, combine that with a slide downtown, uh mayor Porter and I um, worked on this uh, bicycle and, and wagon parade for the kids and got that built up. He established a great patriotic ceremony at the courthouse that we honor veterans. And, you know, that's what 4th of July should be about our, our uh, nation's independence. And so you tie that all that together. And then we throw a couple of concerts in at dogwood park and a movie at dogwood park. and, we had the U.S. Air Force Band. And so it, it's become like this three-, four-, five-day festival that people can partake in. And pretty much everything in it is underwritten, free uh, to the public, except for the slide. And right. um, the the ticket sales from the slide, we've been able to lower that uh, pretty much each year. But the ticket sales are are pay, I'm paying the city back for the slide. So the, the Quality of Life Fund will be made whole again, right. established a nonprofit foundation called Better Cookful. My wife and I did so. Um, um, those monies are received into that and then paid out. So there's a lot of expenses that go in because you got to pay for fireworks and you got to pay for uh, equipment and supplies and, and talent and for the music and the entertainment that we have. So all that's paid out of that. So you know it's not a city and county partner and participate, but um, you know people wouldn't like to see the city and county blowing money up. So so thankfully businesses partner with us on this and we. So the fifth year of that and we were able to do the same thing with Christmas in the. Park. Park in Dogwood Park. We uh, went to the Christmas tree lighting the first year, and there was like a 100 people, and it was a little uh, tree in front of CPAC. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this should be bigger. And actually, I felt like God told me this was supposed to be more than a tree lighting event. And and so we, uh, we, we bought this large Christmas tree in Dogwood Park, a 50-foot tall, with music and lights and uh, called pastors, and friends of mine, and had pat- ten pastors around the table and at City Hall. And I said, God told me this is supposed to be bigger. Here's what here's what I I've been told. Here's what I've been visioned. And mm-hmm. and so, twenty nine churches participate with us on Christmas in the Park. Five to six thousand people come, and we have a tree lighting event. We have a Christmas celebration service when we read the story of Jesus' birth from the Bible right there. The pastors in the park, and we have you know uh, Christmas music, kid music, and we have. Children's choirs, and we have, um, you know, uh, uh, Christian music, and so all those things, and then we have fireworks. I I, I love fireworks, so right. I, I bring my fireworks crew back, and and we do we do some fireworks, and so uh, fifth year of that as well. So um, again, those are the kind of things that you kind of rally around. Your community rallies around, and it, it gives you. As we grow, it is so important to maintain that small town feel or that. Uh, cookful vibe that you know you don't want to lose that and so many cities do that because all they all they worry about so that's why the downtown's so important personally to me and events like this are so important to me uh, to maintain those because that is where you get your sense of community it's the, the stuff out by the interstate's great, but that's not where you get your sense of community. Right. You get your sense of community downtown. Sure, you know that, sure, because you I'm, work downtown I work there you, and, and you lived in this in this area, and you see that too. Absolutely. And you know, small towns rally around their downtowns and their that community feeling. So we never want to lose that. No, no, that and charm. This is trending. This has been
0: Rogers with Mary Ricky Shelton. We're discussing the good things that are happening in Cookville. And speaking of losing that. You know, you've got three years left uh, on your term and because you're at City of Cooville's term limited through the charter. Uh, and speaking of charter, there's actually two counties in the state that are under charter governments, Knox County and Shelby County. All the other counties in the state, there's three metros, basically operating under general law. Cities have a charter. And in that charter, it says there's term limits. And the two counties that have a charter, there are term limits as well. There's been so much that's happened since 2014. We just went through it, all the good things. It's so important to put people in office this next t- 2022 because you're going to be gone. Some others may be gone, too, to continue that. Yeah. And the reason the county and city has been so successful is we've had good people in. There's no term limits in the county. Right. You know, the county commissioners and the mayor can run as many times as they want. In the city, there, there is, and it's one of those things where it can be good, it can be bad, and, the, and where it can be bad is we lose that leadership. Right. So – it's important uh, to say that we've got really good things going in the city and we hope to maintain that even when you're gone, because you've got three years left in those three years. What else would you like to see the city get involved with? And other than maybe a water park, we discussed that. I know that's big, but anything else that's um, on your mind or heart that you'd love to see the city get to.
1: Yeah. You know, it, it is interesting when you start looking at that and, and, Uh, term limits um i've always been a believer in term limits Uh, i i guess the place we really need them is in washington and we don't have them right because there was a people are disconnected from us i think locally um you you could do it could be you don't necessarily have to have them locally because i think if you're not doing your job people are going to put people in because they see you and talk to you and know you right um but it is what it is and um you know, there are some folks that have talked and uh, a possible move afoot foot to do a, a charter change, uh, a referendum to, to change that. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it, if it will or not. But beyond that, what what I want to continue to see is I want us to cont- continue to work together, all of us working together, city, county, tech, chamber, hospital. Um, I want to see us uh, continue to to maintain that small town feel, but bring in some some of those big city amenities or whether it's shopping or you know, this water park, you know, could we potentially, and I, I want to explore this, partner with a, a larger a Dollywood-type place or something to make to make this water park even bigger? Because it's going to be big because of the uh, regional coverage. Could we make it even bigger? Could we make it legit? Between, you know, Nashville, Knoxville kind of thing. I think that's a possibility. I, I think um, continue. You know, I want to make sure our roads, which we've kind of set the, that in place with this with this tax increase for roads. But I want to make sure that we really start addressing those needs and and try to get on the forefront of that. You know, parking downtown, that's continuing to be looked at. And, um Golly, there's just so much. It's just, um, you know, workforce development. I know that's a huge thing for our. You know, we've got all these jobs, and and oftentimes, sometimes they can't find people to fill right. them, either because of education or because of uh, that can pass. You know, some of the tests that need to be passed. So we got to make sure that we that we've got the people here, or that they're coming here. that can fill these jobs, and 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 so these companies are happy that they located sure. here. Because you want more companies in the future,
0: right.
1: you know, and I think for our, for a our job creation or job uh, push, we want the segments that are you know more high tech, more specialized to, to help keep our, uh, our tech graduates here. And SAIC was one of those, you know, mm-hmm. very highly specialized ATC that's been here for a number of years. But they are so uh, technological and specialized. And those are awesome jobs, six figure jobs. Sure. I mean, that's amazing. Right when I grew up, there was no opportunity like that in this right. town. And so I'm excited to see that. I want it uh, – it's a cliche. I want it better for my children and, sure. and my grandchildren. But, but I do, and I know you do. Yeah, absolutely. And hearts of servants, that's what we have. And, and we're thankful that we have people in place – um, both at the county and the city, and and it's our job as leaders. You know, you don't want just followers. You want to empower other people to be leaders. You want you want to lead a team of leaders. Yep. If you can lead a team of leaders, then the 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 ceiling you don't that ceiling is much higher. Right. So uh, that's what I want to keep working on. Mayor,
0: I I couldn't close the show better myself. Uh, I appreciate you being here. The information. Uh, you've given us about what's been going on and what's to come has been great. That's what we. That's why we do this show. So thank you. If you need thank anything you. Me, let me know. I appreciate this you, Ben Rogers, me. and trending. And I've had Mary Shelton with me today. Thank you.